If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. We don't get to hide. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Instance. This is episode 576 of The Instance. October 11, 2019 is the date. I'm Scott Johnson, joined by Garrett Weinzerl. Hello, Garrett. Hey, Scott. Is that new music? No, it's just uh, I just decided to be tonally different today. Just a little tone difference, you know? Oh, I wonder why. I yeah. wonder if the tone of this episode will be different than previous episodes. Well, it might be because turns out a whole lot of hoo-ha happened during the week that kind of has to be addressed. And um, I was this close to not doing a show this week, as you know. I had talked to you midweek and was like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to. Our texts have been an emotional roller coaster of me not really knowing if we're doing a show or not. Yes. And uh, same here. Uh, it's also been just a week in general for me. And uh, there was there was a time there where it was very much on the bubble as to whether or not doing a, we were doing a show this week. Ironically, there are a number of reasons to do a show today. One of them is this thing we have to talk about. Uh, that you know, basically, we're thrall today. We don't get to hide. We don't get to hide here on the instance. We don't get to like not uh, address the elephant in the room. So we're yeah, gonna... man, what are we, Jay Allen Brack? What are we gonna do? <laughs> Just hide and not say anything? Yeah, what are we, Blizzard leadership? Not saying a word? We can't be that. We're we're independent. We have to say things. I mean, here's here's the deal. I actually had somebody email me and say, uh. This is such a horrible scandal that you guys should just you sh- you should in protest end the instance. It should be over now. It should be done with it. Just throw it in the trash. I, I have I have received similar comments about multiple shows that I do. Yeah, and I said to them, uh, no. <laughs> First of all, uh, second of all, we're not we we don't we're not an affiliated. We don't you know Blizzard doesn't pay us money. We're not part of that. We're just fanboys who love their video games and. Uh, who also happen to be a little ticked at their leadership at the moment. And I think a community-driven discussion forum like this is as needed now more than ever. Certainly, I would say that about the Angry Chicken, ITN, and a million other shows that I think have an obligation to at least address this stuff. Um, as much as we addressed other controversies that were a little more insular, like, you know, was Diablo Immortal a terrible idea or not? Or was laying off a bunch of people a bad idea or what about that canceled game or any other, you know, HTC going away, any of these other big uh, controversial blizzard moves, sadly, in the last 12 months or so. Uh, yeah, it feels a little bit like a, a quarterly uh, shooting in the foot. Yeah, uh, just about every quarter, right? It's like a quarterly earnings report and then a quarterly shooting ourselves in the foot. Yeah, the opening comment of, of Angry Chicken this week from me, which was, was, Jocelyn, why can't this company stop shooting themselves in the foot as far as public perception is concerned? Yeah, they kind of keep doing it. Um, in this particular case, it really did explode in ways that perhaps it hasn't in the past. 
or as as much. I mean, I think there was there was big outcries for all the other examples I used, but those again were kind of in our wheelhouse, sort of in our uh, our little closed circuit kind of gamer world. Didn't really reach the levels of international incident, but I think you could qualify what happened uh, with this Hearthstone player, with that competition, and with Blizzard's response. Uh, as an international incident, there are, you know, U.S. senators talking about it. There are leaders in other parts of the world talking about it, uh, all in sort of negative ways. Their stock price took a hit. We've had a couple of days to at least see what the impact was. And I also thought by now, Garrett, I thought by now we'd be able to talk on the show about Blizzard's follow-up. And they haven't had one. Like, nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I um, that, that That's kind of why I'm getting cheeky with my, my back comment. Because I'm just like, man. There were a bunch of layoffs under Morheim as well, but by now I would have, you know, used to hearing follow-up statements by, from Blizzard when stuff like this goes down, and there isn't one. Closest thing we have was a comment I saw on some website, and I, I wish I could give attribution because I don't remember it, but somebody at Blizzard had said, uh, we're, you know, it's being discussed or something, something to that effect. I think it was we're taking another look at the situation or something of that nature. I, I too saw that and also cannot remember which website it was because, Scott, I have been... My eyes, like I've just been, this has been my life mm-hmm. <laughs> for four days. I was just reading everything I can about this to try and find when Blizzard's reaction to the reaction to Blizzard is going to land, and it still has not. Still has not. The closest thing we've gotten to it is a 30 or so person walk out at Blizzard. Uh, that happened a couple of days ago. Somebody went out and sneakily covered up the two of their, their main tenants of their mission statement that are around that big bronze orc in the courtyard uh one being every voice matters and the other one think globally uh it's clear that at least a faction of of employees in irvine uh and around the world are very unhappy about this if not a majority of them i mean just because only 30 did a walkout doesn't mean that there aren't hundreds who are pissed um it's also been a challenge over the last couple of days to remember that this mess is not about people on the ground this isn't about the sound guy making rad stuff for Warcraft. This isn't about the animator who's working on the next in-game cutscene for 8.3. This isn't about the community managers that are trying to work with us and work with other, you know, streamers and podcasters and YouTubers. Those people are just trying to do their jobs. And I know from firsthand experience, none of them are happy about this decision by Blizzard. So before we get into our opinions or what we think is going to happen, a couple of things about today. We're not doing this as a live stream, so if you don't hear us refer to a chat room, that's the reason. And the reason we're doing that is even in my non-Blizzard-related uh, shows, uh, the troll army has been on full alert, and it's and it's kind of bad. So opening ourselves up to that today, to just constant chat room moderation and spam mitigation, not interested in that at all today. So it's raw-ass podcast day, everybody. Welcome to 2007. This is how we used to do it. Um, that doesn't mean we won't open it up in the future. I just think we kind of had to get this one out this way. Uh, uh, sometimes you need to focus and, uh, yeah, chat moderation causes issues with focus. Yeah. I don't want to focus. I want to focus on us and what we're talking about. That's just straight up the whole reason. So that's number one. Number two, this show is not going to be this episode. I should say it's not going to be entirely about this controversy. We have a lot to say about 8.3. We're going to do that. Uh, we remain a show that covers World of Warcraft, but we are also a show that does not ignore the ugly, like uh, the ugly, bloody elephant in the room. As far as I'm concerned, this is a big nasty. This is an elephant who smells. 
This is an elephant who's putting off a, a real bad stink, and uh, we won't ignore it. So we'll talk uh, about I would that. argue that the elephant is the room, that we are all currently Blizzard gamers uh, standing inside uh, the stinking carcass of, of something that was once majestic and wondering what's going on yeah we're down near the colon of this it is the room i mean she's yeah yeah yeah. i mean the last few days because there has been no comment all of like my my talk with my my co-hosts and my friends off air and a little bit on air is just like what the blizzard is there blizzcon's right around the corner like no you're just like two and a half weeks yeah two and a half three weeks whatever it is this is kind of unprecedented in that regard actually let's talk about that for a second because some have suggested the reason Blizzard's gone so quiet is they're saving it for the show. I think that's a bad that's a bad idea. I think they can do no, some reiteration no, there. You, but. Yeah, no, you can't. Um, and that's why, yeah, like, my brain has just been bouncing around like a game of pong mm. since this happened, and going back and forth between angry and so on and so forth and whatever. If this is the only show you listen to that I'm on, uh, I'll just reiterate that I am pretty mad about this. Yeah, <laughs> pretty furious. I think it's a really bad move. Um, we can get into details in a sec, but, uh, other than that, my brain's been going back and forth to like, how, like, how did they even let this happen? Like, like I realized that 2019 has not been the greatest year for Blizzard as far as their public image is concerned. Like, like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not a joke when I say they keep shooting themselves in the foot. They, they, they are, that's exactly what they're doing. They continue to make large, uh, uh, missteps in the public eye. Yeah. Um, so, like, to that, it's not surprising. But the fact that we're three weeks away from BlizzCon and, and this happens, I just look at it and I just do not understand how they let that happen. And that's why I am, like, my pet theory is that there's a disconnect between Blizzard here and whoever's running everything over in China. Yeah, left-hand, right-hand kind of stuff, not knowing yes. what each other's doing. Yeah. That's been that uh, kind of my sense as well. But at the same time... I, I would have been, that would have landed better on me as an ex, not an excuse, but as as a as a reasonable idea why things were were so starkly against their otherwise stated values. If they immediately turned around and said, "Oh well," uh, basically cop to it, said, "Look, we run things different in China, or it's you know we're we're dealing with different cultural things, different corporate things, different everything things. Here's why that is. Here's what's going on." But here's how we feel as a company, and this is why we're reversing it. I mean, honestly, they just have to reverse this before. If they don't reverse this, my anger doesn't go away at this level. I'm pissed. Like, I'm super pissed about it. Now, I know there's a bunch of people out there who are going, wait a minute, you're mad about this, but not Apple removing that app. Or wait a minute, you're mad about this, but not the NBA and their stupid statement. I'm focusing where I can focus and where I can have a discussion, where I have any kind of influence, and it's here. All right. All that other stuff sucks, too. And if you want me to go all the way back and say, well, we made our bed with China two decades ago when we decided everything should be made cheaper and we everything moved there. And now they have incredible power over everybody in a corporate sense. We can have that conversation, but I can't do shit about it. So know that we acknowledge that all of that's true, that all of that exists. We can if you want to get into a big fight about how uh freaking capitalism has its limits and we're seeing the frayed edges of it now. And then you, you know, you got to kind of pick a side and go like, yeah, those are all valid discussion topics for sure. We're going to keep this in the blizzard range because again, this is our wheelhouse. This is where we're at and this is what we can do. And so I'm, I am, that's the thing I'm most tired of this week is everybody telling me, Oh, you think that's bad. You should talk about that. Okay. I know, I know it's complicated. I know it's in fact, my biggest takeaway of all of this is that it's incredibly complicated. 
It's no, none of it is as, as simple as it seems. And all of it is not great. And it appears to me, unless Blizzard says something otherwise, their decision to ban that Hearthstone player, to take away his winnings, and to shut that all down as if it never happened, and to fire those, those uh, two casters, all came down to pressure from China to keep doing business as usual and growing in China as its biggest growth market. It's the same reason everybody kowtows over there, and now Blizzard's doing it, and it absolutely goes against Blizzard's entire MO leading up to all of this. Previous to their other issues, Blizzard has always been a company that adhered pretty closely to those values. And I like supporting companies who do that. Not only that, aside from that, just from a basic standpoint, they represent, in my mind, a company that grew up out of certain kinds of freedoms that allow a company like that to flourish. The freedom to make what they want, the freedom to market what they want, the freedom to work with their gamers and build upon that success and do it again and again and again and maintain that vision that Blizzard had that made them so great in our eyes as fanboys of Blizzard. Their, the freedom they had to do that matters. And this action is and antithetical to that. It's opposite of that. It's not them getting shut down. It's shutting somebody else down so that they can keep money flowing in a place that, I mean, for their first 15 years of being a company, it didn't really matter all that much. Now it matters a lot, and it matters a lot to a lot of companies. And there's a lot of investment in Blizzard from Chinese-based companies. And you could say, well, that's a conflict of interest in this case. Well, it is what it is. I, I, I'm not satisfied in all of this unless Blizzard takes it back. They just have to take it back. To me, anything else is, is less than, than, than optimal. It doesn't mean I'm boycotting them. It doesn't mean I'm giving it all up. I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty even-handed guy when it comes to this sort of, sort of stuff. I don't like extremes. But it's a real scar on my impression of who they are and what they're about if they don't do that. So that's where I stand on it. I mean, how do you, I mean, do you think that that's unreasonable <laughs> to expect them to say, oh, yeah, you're right. There's no real excuse for this except for the money excuse. So either admit that it's a money excuse or reinstate that dude's, at least his winnings. And, and I, I, I do, I, I do think that it might be a little unreasonable. Yeah. Mm. Um, because I mean, at the end of the day, a rule was broken. There's so many facets to this and so many different reasons. I think that different people are as angry as they are. Uh, and I'm trying as hard as I can to divorce myself from the fact that I am in favor of the Hong Kong statement that Blitzchung made. Mm -hmm. Like personally, I am with him. Uh, but I also understand not wanting to al like allow or kind of open up the floor for political statements in your eSport. Mm. Um, like a rule was broken at the end of the day. Technically, yes, it was. Uh, for me, what looks so damn bad about it is that this was like an instant crackback uh, in terms of the punishment when in the past we have waited over a year for players who were proven to be cheating in Hearthstone esports to be punished. Right. So, and that's where you go, oh yeah, because because this is China, because China's involved. Right. If the, like like you, 
you look at it and I look at it and I go, if this was a racist comment, if this was a sexist comment, if this was anything other than uh, a comment that is against what one of your largest markets uh, wants out in the world, I don't think the reaction would have been as swift or as strong. There are, it is in the rule book that they can ban you, that they can take your winnings away. But the fact that they did both, they fired the two casters and it happened within 24 hours uh, in an esport from Blizzard that has been known to move at a molasses pace uh, when rules are broken looks horrible and is inconsistent with the way they have treated other players who have broken rules in the past. I agree with that 100%. And that's... I'm not saying that they should I'm not saying they shouldn't have rules. Like I would prefer players and commentators kind of leave that out, but I also know that that's hard to do. Like you have to kind of mitigate the world we live in. Uh you know, Black Panther salutes at the Olympics as an example as a thing that happened in a competition where political protest was technically against the rules. But sometimes that stuff's important. And sometimes corporate interests in keeping the rules can take a little bit of a backseat to letting people freely express their feelings. In this particular case, uh, I mean, Blizzard's always been about the rules. If you leaked information about an upcoming game at that company and you were a high up dude and you just got drunk one night and you let it slip at a bar, you just get fired. Like, that's the way it was. Morheim would bring you in his office and he'd say, you just can't do that. Like, it's against the, what our rules are. So they've always been kind of hardcore on the rules. I just think they had to know what this was going to do. Like, there shouldn't be any surprise on anybody's face that them shutting down somebody who is pro-democracy uh, in Hong Kong, pro-liberation, you know, pro-whatever word you want to use. I don't want to get into semantics. That that was going to blow back on you if you immediately got rid of that guy. So I don't buy this idea that that some are saying, well, they just got overzealous and didn't realize what the impact would be. No, no. Now, in, unless your theory is correct that China runs wholly independently of what Irvine says, and I can't imagine that's true either. It may be possible that their only job was to enforce that rule, and they enforced it. And then later, Blizzard Irvine's like, whoa, 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 what, what, when? Oh, wait a minute. Okay, damage control. That's entirely possible. I, 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 it's, it's, it's a pet theory of mine based on really nothing other than this. You had to have seen the blowback coming if this was a decision from, from the offices here in the U S right. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. You and I and everybody else are left to our pet theories and will only add to those pet theories based on other information that either leaks out, comes out, or we just come up with in our heads because blizzards being silent about it. And that's my biggest problem right now. They need to say freaking something. Like, get out there and say something, because if you're if you really believe that your values are intact and that this is just a big misunderstanding, freaking say so. Or if this is just how it is, sorry, this is the way of business and this is how it is in China. Freaking say so. Like, I need that to happen and I need it to happen sooner than later, else all we're left with is conspiracies and hunches. And I hate that. I hate that space, you know, like come out and say some things. If it's J. Allen Brack, great. If it comes from Activision, great. Like whoever it is. Like, say some shit and do the right thing. And if the right thing only leads up to, well, these are the rules and he broke it, but here's our, our reasoning and I hope people understand, fine, I'll accept it. And I'll try to understand it 
short of you giving that guy his winnings back and letting him back into the tournament or whatever. Uh, I just need them to say something. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like that's Uh, not that much to ask, you know? No, I don't think it is either. They have to. They have to before BlizzCon. Because uh, if you if you let this go till BlizzCon, opening ceremony is going to be a bunch of protesters. Not only that, you're going to have people in that audience with like Winnie the Pooh masks on. You're going to have people who wear. I, mean, I wasn't you know, getting into specifics, but yeah, that's more or less what I was alluding to. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna dress like um, May and they're gonna wear the face mask and say free free Hong Kong on it. Like they're they're gonna do, they're gonna. I mean, they may anyway. Honestly, it doesn't matter. Maybe we what they say today. If they came out today with a great big statement, I'm not sure that stops the the optics from happening at blizzcon um but they got to do something and it can't be at blizzcon i don't think i just can't imagine that i mean there's maybe a way to follow up uh there's maybe a way to i don't know to do a little bit of damage control but um it's really frustrating to watch and here's the thing we live in this outrage culture now where everything can piss everybody off at a drop of a hat there's a million things to be mad about. And there's even some crossover with this and other, you know, political issues where people are like, oh, if you got nothing, bash Trump, I bet he wouldn't have been kicked out. I don't know. Maybe he still broke the rules. Maybe he well, would have. Kind of, that's why I'm trying really hard, as, as much as I can, to kind of divorce my own personal political opinions uh, from what's going on here because, uh, like, I, that's why I said I get it. I get not wanting to have political statements in your in your, in your your tournament because, like, Hey, you're 100% I mean, right. I, I think no matter what happens, you know, say they find a middle, say they reverse this entirely, say they find a middle ground, maybe they give Blitzstrung back his winnings, but they don't remove the ban. That personally would make me pretty happy. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever the case is, I think we're done with post-game interviews. Oh, yeah. I, I think those think, are going away. Yeah, I don't think that's going to uh, happen. It just, that, that's <laughs> happening in the NBA today. They can't do any more post-game interviews. Same thing. <laughs> like, they, there's nobody's going to be talking anymore and because they're all afraid of this happening again. And that sucks. Like, if you want esports to become, you know, here's here's how you do it, Garrett. Full transparency on the entire process. He got up, he said a thing, he broke the rules. You could argue that the two dudes behind the desk facilitated it because they egged him on. Okay, they all broke right. the rules, let's yeah. say. So, instead of just going shunk and cutting the head off and saying, that's it, we're done. Maybe you go... You have a body that is that is public facing and says, we have a, a case where the rules were broken. We're discussing this internally, but we want to also let everybody know what our thinking is. Here are the here are the uh, the aspects of this. And we also know that it's a very sensitive subject. Uh, Hong Kong's values align quite well with blizzards right now. And uh, we you know, we we you know, like that kind of talk would be great. But as I say that, I realize that. If this is truly China saying, well, it's either billions of dollars or not, they'd never say that. Like, the f- I, I, ugh, I can't even, I still can't believe Tim Sweeney came out and said on behalf of Epic that, well, if this ever happened to one of our tournaments, there's no way we'd, we'd fire him for that. Everybody should have their free speech. The fact that he can do that while Tencent owns 40% of him is kind of a big deal. And I would actually challenge him to stick with that if it happened, because I'm not sure it would. Like if I'm a little bugged by his statement. As much as I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear companies say, "Well, we'd never do that," and I hope you won't. I find Tim Sweeney's statement a little, a little weird, given where they are in China. I mean, I, I agree with you, but I'm also like trying not to get in the weeds there. It's a hypothetical. They haven't been put in exactly. that position. Well, exactly. and that's why I don't like it. 
you're you're, if it ever, you're explaining it better than me. The reason I don't like it is because it's in the weeds and it hasn't happened and it is a hypothetical. And so I'm like, yeah, Dude, Tim's. Just yeah, I mean, down. I got myself in the weeds. I, I tweeted out, I was like, eh, do we really think that like Wizards of the Coast wouldn't do the same thing? Like if this happened at like a Magic tournament or whatever, and 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 got a lot of blowback on that. I think rightfully so because it is it's a hypothetical. Um, even though they, I don't know. Well, my my first thing was to agree with T and E statement on Twitter that uh, we are we're totally with you and with this player. And if you're mad, if you're angry about this dismissal, we're we're totally with you. But I don't know if you're allowed to talk about keeping politics out of your video games anymore. And people really blew back on that because I kind of agreed with it. I think I might still a little bit, at least the core concept of we only seem to get really mad when it affects the politics we care about. I, I, we don't get nearly as mad when someone else is affected by politics that maybe we agree with. And I'm not saying that there's any. I, I think the Hong Kong thing is black and white. Those people want to be free. The mainland does not. This is decades long issue. This isn't something that just prop cropped up. It's just coming to a boil. Like I don't think there's a lot of. I don't think it's there's there's not a lot of mishmash there to be able to it, just kind of float around the issue. The issue is the issue, but right. That's just the thing I'm trying to keep, trying my best to keep in the back of my head is like if this was a statement I didn't agree with, would I feel the same way? Right. I think that's uh, a valuable question to ask yourself. It, it, I, I mean, it is. It is. I mean, frankly, uh, it's like I think it's it's easy for us as Americans to unite under this. I think it's great that we are uniting. Like for the most part, I've talked to very few people that were like, oh, yeah, I totally disagree with what he said. Go China. Like, I don't think I've talked to anyone that has that take. Same. Uh, we are Americans. And like, it doesn't matter what, what you know, whether you're you're stoked with the direction of our country right now, or you're completely against it. Uh, we all are probably a little uh, a little inherently biased towards a, a democratic process and liberty. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's uh, just kind of goes with our country. Yeah. Um, Feels hypocritical otherwise. But but exactly, yeah, exactly. it's sort of so, built in. But uh, yeah, I totally I totally agree with that. I'm with you. Yeah. The hard part has been. I mean, I have really genuinely tried to put myself in other people's boots on this very issue. And by that, I mean people who are like, I'm quitting everything. I'm going to publicly post my my little statement in the box as to why I'm quitting WoW after 15 years. And, you know, everybody wants to have this show of sacrifice uh, to to show Blizzard that it matters. And, I, and it does. It does matter. I think that stuff makes a difference. And I think it has to have made a difference because Blizzard's stock is taking a dip and you don't usually see that with boycotts unless people think they're maybe a little bit serious about that boycott on the, we've seen it with all the blowback. We saw a dip after the Diablo immortal announcement, right? Uh, That's true. 2018 was not good for their, for their shares. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. But also I try to put myself in the position of blizzard corporate. Let's say I'm looking at this and thinking again, we don't know any information. So I'm making this all up in my head the best way I can, but they see this go down and they think that's the right move because we need that China money. And literally China could cut us off like that tomorrow. They could cut it off and just ban it. They've done it before with stuff. I mean, when did the Sony PlayStation got into that market, what, a year ago? And they've been trying since PS1 days? Like, it's it's you have to make sacrifices to get in there. Google went in there and tried to do stuff. They were like, nope can't work it this way. You got to write a whole new search engine to make it work in China. They did that for a while and then pulled out. So this is not worth it. Uh, you could argue that companies like Apple 
Google, Facebook, all of those guys make concessions to work in China because they want that China money. Blizzard thinks the exact same way at the corporate level. I'm not talking about developers. I'm not talking about designers. They want to make cool games and they want to pay their bills. That's their motivation. But for those big big dudes at the top, they want to maximize shareholder value. They want to appease the Activision side of things and they want to make sure that Blizzard is a profitable, gainful uh, growth persona in China. And in some ways, in some ways that's just the reality of modern economics and global economics. But if they're going to do that, I just want them to at least go, yeah, we have to make these concessions over there to make it work. Um, we're not going to do that anywhere else. At least just be honest is what I'm saying. I'm just looking for some honesty out of them that isn't all, we believe it's been a great year for esports and we just love gamers and games for gamers and we're all gamers here and we love it, we love it. All voices matter. That stuff is horseshit if you're not actually walk in the walk, uh, even if it's, you know, even, even if this feels like a really hard walk for them to make. So either say, well, we're removing all that stuff from our thing, or we no longer really believe those things, or we do believe in them and dig in and then, you know, spit in the face of China and this one thing and see what happens. Like just pick a side is all I'm asking Blizzard to do. And it, and at the, at the end of that, I'll make a decision about what I love or don't love about their games, or if I like the company or for whatever, like gamers will make that decision no matter what you're either leaving or you're staying but I would really like to know where they stand. So again, I'm back to just say something, you know, just come out and say something, yeah. just get up, say it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, I, I, if you're hoping for that level of, uh, of transparency, I, I think you're going to find yourself disappointed whenever they do say something, but, uh, something that has to happen, right? Like this is, it's not going away. No, this one's not, this isn't immortal where you're like, well, we know four is coming. And yeah, we can more, deal with it. like we were all like, like, I mean, I wasn't really, I was like, oh, whatever it plays like Diablo. I wish I had this back on my iPhone 3GS. To me, it's just a little late. Right. But, um, but this is, I mean, this is a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, yeah, I don't know. I was talking, I, I was streaming this morning a little bit, stream a little, little wow classic and pretty much spent the entire time talking about this. And yeah, it's impossible. I think a lot of it really comes down to, like you were saying, like so many people are, are, are referencing so many other uh, issues with businesses doing business uh, in China uh, and, and and the like, but uh, like I get it. I just like I don't know. I I get. I don't want to be like there's well there's so like everyone's doing it, so we might as well not state mm-hmm. our distaste with the way this is going down. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I don't I don't know. I don't like that. And also, Blizzard is a company that is very interested in having a community, having a dialogue with their community and fostering that community. Right. You know, Walmart doesn't, for example, right. like you might have issues with Walmart. Uh, and, but like, I don't know. The point I'm trying to make is that if, if you are, if you're a company like Blizzard that wants to have this passionate community and this, this open dialogue with your community, this is, this goes, this comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. So like to me, I don't know. I don't think it's yes. Rules were broken. Yes. There's plenty of other companies out there that are engaging in similar uh, questionable business tactics like Blizzard is doing. Uh, But this is our corner. This is our community. And we have a chance to affect change. And I think that's exactly what this community is doing. Yeah. I also think they could have compromised and everything that would have gone away. They could have said, 
uh, and again, they haven't said anything, but if they just, if they would have come out ahead of this and said, we have this rules violation, um, normally the, the, the way we do this, because all, all rules should have mitigation. They all do. Everything does. If there's, if there's such no such thing as rules mitigation, then if I steal a loaf of bread in a country where stealing is, is, uh, is unlawful or whatever it's you know punishable by by death but i'm doing it because it's also a terrible place to ever find food and there's a famine and there's no way to eat and my family's gonna die but you go ahead and just kill me anyway because well that's the rules like look it up mitigation's a big deal so there's that that's my main thing i think you can be i think you can find some leniency and also enforce your rule and here's how i would have done it i would have said the rules were broken um it doesn't matter what kind of uh political speech it was the problem is they don't actually call out political speech they just say stuff that offends blizzard or makes their brand it, tarnishes it, their brand. it is the broadest rule yeah it's super broad number one don't be so broad but second of all uh say normally in these cases he would lose his his winnings and his he would be banned from the tournament uh we feel like that's not right given these circumstances or whatever the language is and you strip him of the of the turn or you, you ban him from the tournament keeps his winnings. He won those winnings fair and square. Let him keep the winnings. And I know this isn't about money and him keeping his money. That's not the point of all the moral outrage with this thing. But my point is find some kind of compromise, find a way to say, yeah, this doesn't really adhere to our rules, but also we kind of agree with the guy. So we're going to go with a little half measure here and do it in the middle. There's nothing wrong with that kind of compromise. I wish they would do more of that in this case. But instead, it was just shunk, and then silence, and then f- everyone's freaking out, and still silence, and then nothing, and then, you know, you know, you know this. I'm not, I'm not, I'm talking to the choir here, but you know how hard it is, listeners, for people like Garrett and I, who are lifelong Blizzard fans. We have been playing this stuff since we could. <laughs> In my case, I've been playing since they were a company. I was, I think, 19 years old, and I've loved it all. There's a reason why I've built so much of what I'm doing in my career around Blizzard things because I love them so much. I love this stuff. Do you know how hard this week is for people like us? And I don't, I'm not comparing myself to people who are being held down in Hong Kong. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is in terms of this conversation, you know, it, the simple thing for us to do would be, well, let's just not do a show for a couple of weeks. We're not going to talk about it. Oh, let's just do WoW stuff. We won't discuss it anymore. We'll just sort of shove it under the rug. I mean, part of me is like, oh, do that just so you have less headaches. Because we're going to get all kinds of shit for today's show. We just are. For good and for ill, that's just how it'll be. Yeah. uh, I've been dealing with this on on tech, on ITN. Like, you can't make everyone happy. Uh, And I get where you're coming from. I I just, when I get into that conversation, I like to temper it a little more with, like, this is a selfish comment, and I'm extremely privileged to be in this position. But this sucks, and it makes me not want to do a show. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because uh, yeah, it's just like, exactly, I am mad. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like but, I've um, gone, all, I've gone all this way with you. It's not, it's not the kind of I can't claim uh, oppression here. I just can't. I'm not. A, I'm, I'm in no position to claim that. And unfortunately, this this whole thing flies in the face to people who do face that actual thing, who are facing actual oppression, who are actually fighting for their lives. And I don't think that you should take my opinion over theirs any day of the week. All I'm saying is. I've never been truly, truly angry at Blizzard. I mean, I could go back with Diablo and Immortal. That was just a weird decision about a game. Like, who cares? Just a game, and we'll get over it. 
Um, I've been mad about other stuff that were a little more, you know, a little more life changing, like, you know, some of the layoffs and things over the years and other stuff. But never have I been this angry about them and at them for not being who I thought they were. That's all. I think that's it. I think so. I think that's what's why I'm mad because this just doesn't yeah. this isn't who I thought they were. And I still don't think it is who they are. I just think this is complicated and huge. And I don't think that Jay Allen Brack was sitting there that morning watching the the overnights on that on that thing and seeing the after interview and went, "Damn it, get get men to the control panel, ban that man, and get his money." I don't think that's what ha- goes down. Uh, I think that this is. I actually think that they're a company at odds with with one another because they've got this international push that means these compromises have to be made that are uncomfortable and kind of bad. And then they've got their regular operation that they've always had with a lot of the ideals that they've always applied to it. And it doesn't make sense to them at all that this happened. Like they're not sitting around going, well, we knew this was coming. Figured their day would come. I know that's not true because I've talked to a whole bunch of them. This took them all by off guard. They all think it's wrong. They're pissed. Like this isn't just, oh, I don't know. I get so, I get so worked up about it. Because I just want them to do the right thing. And if the right thing is a compromise of, well, we don't know what else to do over there if we want to stay afloat, well, at least tell me that. And then I can then I can better make my decision about who, where I want to be. <laughs> Again, it makes it sound like I'm saying, I'm trying to make this sound like it's about me. It's not about me at all. It's got nothing to do with me. I uh, I, I don't know. I've, I've enjoyed the, the personal conversation. I've talked to a lot of people who are conflicted. Um, so you're not alone, Scott. It's no, just, it's it's clear that people, certainly in our circles, are the back really, half of this week. Basically, since I put up this week's episode of the Anchor Chicken, has been really good. Mm. Um, the conversation I've been seeing, at least in my corner, uh, has been great. Uh, the The day of was rough. You know, had a lot of people kind of you know shouting in my direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once we kind of you know once I got on Anchor Chicken and the you know the first round of of me talking about this was out. I've, I've had a lot of nuanced conversations with people on Twitter, on, in chat rooms all over the place. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been, I guess, strange. Cause I, I personally was expecting more blow blowback, um, for, uh, like us getting on tack and be like, we're still going to play Hearthstone, but we're also furious. Uh, and we hope, yeah. we hope that they walk this back at least somewhat. Um, that's a credit to our communities, honestly, and our listeners. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying it's all great, but like, I don't know if you've been keeping up, but, but since, since Tuesday, two of the top, like the main casters for Hearthstone Grandmasters, which is this tournament, uh, have, have come out and said they're, they're quitting. They're not going to cast a BlizzCon in, in protest of this, this is Brian Kibler. And that's admirable mm-hmm. Two of the, you know, two very popular Hearthstone streamers have said they're not going to do it. And then we also have Sottle, uh, one of the European casters. Uh, who said he is not happy with this, but he is going to fill, fulfill his contract. Mm. Um, and I have seen a lot of people that respect both takes. Right. That kind of understand uh, not everyone is in the position to boycott. Right. If this is, if this is your job. Uh, and th- th- a lot of people, I think, are... I'm happy to see a lot of people recognize that. I'm not saying it's everyone. Uh, I did see Sadl get a, quite the ration of shit. But yeah. there were a lot of people I saw saying, yeah, I agree with this. I agree with Kibler. I agree with Admirable. Mm-hmm. You do what you can. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's all you can do. And as listeners, um, you know, I hope this discussion has helped shed light on uh, some of this. I mean, I put up that TMS Justin conversation I had earlier in the week on this. Feed. I thought that was fantastic, by the way. Yeah, it was a good it was a good discussion. It was also really raw because it had just happened. And so every thought I had was garnished with I don't really know what's going on entirely yet. I just know enough. Um. And so, you know, enough days have gone by. It is the funny thing is, as we were leading up to this episode, I really did feel deep down that I was not going to be, no matter what we talked about, I wasn't really, I still don't feel totally prepared for how this is all going to go. I feel like the big hinge for me is Blizzard saying something. Um, because I just, don't, I need to know, is this just going to be them boilerplating it and saying they broke the rules, that's the deal, sorry, you know, not even a sorry, just sort of move on. Or, or are they going to speak to us as a community? Are they going to talk to us knowing we're the same people that bought into their years and years and years of positivity and years and years and years of equality and years and years and years of all the things Blizzard stand, stood for? I need to know. Because <laughs> my alignment with them has, has been put in a weird place and I, it doesn't feel good. It feels real bad. And, and I know a lot of players feel that way too and all of that, I feel really bad about all that good, that good, um, the good feeling of what was coming out of uh, classic. All of that goodwill feels super dissipated now. I just, uh, it just feels poofed. And New classic, the, the eight point three announcement, like so <laughs> much stuff. I was so much stuff leading up to this that was so great. There was even a, a Jay Allen Brack interview in I don't know Vice or somewhere. Right up until this big thing where he just kind of sat down and talked about where they want to take Blizzard in the future. They were addressing some of the issues last year, what they're doing to get back to just the passion that they feel internally. Like all of this stuff. I'm like, man, that is awesome what you're saying. Love what's going on with Classic. Uh, All the games are kind of doing rad things right now. And you just announced 8.3 and 8.3 looks amazing. Like total high point. And then this happens and it all gets flushed. All of it just... I mean, we're going to talk about some of it, some of it in a minute, but all of it's diminished and it really bums, you know, really bums me out. So anyway, we've probably said all we need to say here. I don't know. I'm just probably come up uh, in updates in future episodes. If you hate that idea, I don't know what to tell you, but we, we kind of have to do it. Um, it feels important. And, uh, I think it is important. It doesn't just feel important. And, uh, and we'll see who knew our little, our little favorite studio, little is not really a term you'd use for Blizzard anymore, but who knew they would be thrust into the international limelight in such a blunt force way. And sadly, I think it's them who did it. So I, I don't, you know, on the one hand, I'm like, ah, oh, just the times we live in. No, if Blizzard, like, what were they thinking? I, I am mad at them twofold. I am mad at them because I am with Blitzchung and I am mad at them selfishly because all I wanted to do, Scott, was talk about video games. Yeah. And they... They are making it so goddamn hard to talk about video games. <laughs> they are. They really they really are. So Blizzard, get out in front of this so I just know what the hell's going on. How about that? How about the that for only now? Video game that would be maybe be more difficult to talk about is if we wanted to do uh, a podcast dedicated to collegiate sports video games. Right. And Every even- week it's like, how are they screwing over college students now? Yeah. And even then, Uh, even then, those guys aren't immune from this. A whole bunch of collegiate level Hearthstone players are backing out of tournaments. 
that are various ones running around the country. Like it's it's you can't yes. even escape it there. And you can't even talk about the NBA thing or the Apple thing or any Google thing or any other thing without them being included in the conversation because it's such a big deal. I'm telling you, when when U.S. senators, whether you like them or not, are you know saber rattling about a company in America who they don't agree with something they did, that means you've gotten coverage. <laughs> this on, isn't on both on both sides of the political aisle. Right. On all, like absolutely. Politicians who hate each other agree that this is a shitty move. Yeah, have we that's the funny thing is we haven't had a lot of middle agreement on anything politically in this country for 3 years. Suddenly we got a both sides moment. Who'd have thunk it? Who'd have thought that Blizzard Entertainment would be the would be the middle ground yeah. for our two major political parties. Well, here we find this is this is such a dumb timeline we find ourselves it's in Scott. It's super I hate dumb. This. It's super dumb. I guess, I guess I should say this. Um, and Garrett can confirm this for me. So if you believe Garrett, then 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 this is all good. Um, I am not at BlizzCon this year, but it didn't just happen. I didn't decide this week. It's not because of this mess. Although, I don't know, in the, been in this position, maybe I would have felt differently. But made this decision about a month, month and a half ago, uh, based on some family stuff that's happening around the end of the month, start of next month, that I don't want to miss. And um, it seemed like the year, if I was going to miss... It seemed like the year to miss. Uh, and I decided that a while ago. I just hadn't said anything publicly because I was still kind of, uh, well, something could change last minute. You never know. But we're close enough to last minute that I feel pretty comfortable in it. But Garrett, I told you this like a month ago before any of this happened, right? You and can just, confirmed. Okay. Scott has been hemming and hawing about going to BlizzCon right. for months. Right. First time since 2011 that I won't be there. So I'm, I'm kind of bummed about it. Uh, but also a ton of my friends aren't going, which is also a bummer. But then I'm also like, no one's going. I know it's Uh, it's weird again before all of this. Yeah. Before Uh, any of this happened. Yeah. Kyle had a kid. He's not going. Right. You're not going. John, Uh, Bo Bo and John aren't going. Nope. Uh, uh, Pat, uh, Patrick is going. Patrick is going. That's like the bizarro land because Patrick's missed the last few years. Right. So he's suddenly going. Uh, So you two will be there, which is cool. But a lot of the other people I plan on seeing there, uh, Brian, a.k.a. Rose, not going this year. Um, There's a whole list. Of people who just aren't going, and I don't know why that is necessarily. I don't even want to get into it, but well, well, thank you, Scott, for not going. I was really hoping I got to moderate the Blizzard panel at Con Before the Storm, and now because you're not going, I get to. So, <laughs> there you go. Congratulations. There's a silver lining somewhere. I haven't moderated on a panel there, I think, for like four years. It was fun when I got to. Yeah, I it's it. a good time, and I usually do something there, and I'm I'm going to miss those guys for sure. But I'm going to miss the whole thing. I love the whole process. I love it all, and I'll be back next year. But I don't know. There's Something there's stuff Although going. now, now I would much rather you moderate the Blizzard panel. That sounds <laughs> sounds a lot less fun now. Oh, I hadn't uh, thought about that. You guys can't avoid it, unless Blizzard. Okay, but I'm saying this is what I'm saying. If in the next two weeks Blizzard gets up and says something, at least you'll have a pivot point to change the conversation. Because right now the conversation is just one long trail of tears. So I'm not saying they'll fix it. I'm not saying we'll fix anything. I'm just saying. At the very least, at that panel and other stuff, we can go, oh, okay, well, they've come out now and done this, so now we can we can shape this conversation around a different point of, of talking points that isn't just they banned a guy and then, and then clammed up. Uh, so let's see if they do that. All right, now we do have, have actual, like, wow stuff today. A whole lot, actually. So oh, I thought just, we were announcing we were becoming an ESO podcast. Yeah, we're doing an ESO show. Uh, get your, Yeah, the instance, the Old Republic, is coming back, and it's also uh, going to eat this podcast. Yeah. And then there's Final Fantasy bit we're going to throw in there. 
It's all the other uh, MMOs, folks. Yep, I'm going to wear cat ears every single time we record that podcast. Guild Wars 2, here we come. Here's this. Ooh. Actually, that game's all right. It's pretty good. Uh, as a WoW clone, it's pretty good. I'll say that. All right. Uh, there was some significant stuff dropped. We're, we're all sort of pushing in the background, unfortunately, but I think it's important to talk about a few of these. Uh, you can now be Ratchet and Clank in World of Warcraft. Yes, that's right. The Volpera for the Horde, Mechagon Gnomes for the Alliance. It is straight up a Ratchet and Clank pairing, except you'll be on opposite sides of a of warring factions. So, Scott, are you finally going Alliance? Uh, probably not, unless unless I go do something. Well, because if I do, if my Horde character grinds out uh, the needed rep, uh, I can I can just uh, it, it'll unlock me and unlock it on the Alliance side. I don't have to unlock that with an Alliance character, right? Just, uh, I don't actually know the answer to that I question. I don't know that either. I would assume so because you usually need to do a quest line associated with that, and that would definitely be a faction-specific quest line. Oh, that's a good point. All right, so it says here, Volpera requires uh, completion of the Voldin quests and exalted with Vold- Voldunai. So you got to be exalted with those dudes. Mechanomes Mecha- require exalted with Mechagon. So if you get... It doesn't detail more than that. So I don't know <laughs> about faction specific, uh, specificity... But 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 I guess I could probably look up how it works with the other current um, uh, allied races, and maybe maybe they don't also have that problem. Oh, I'm getting I don't stuck know. in the weeds here. I don't. I'm trying to pull from memory if there are any neutral uh, reputations for any of the allied races. Yeah, I don't know. I can't actually think of. I, I don't know off the top of my head. Nightborn. Uh, I guess a nightborn would be. Well, nightborn neutral. is still. Are they neutral though? Well, you unlock it either way. Yeah, because that's the Surmar stuff wasn't faction specific. It was. Um, but then again, like me doing all the rep grind in Mechano or Mechagon uh, is also not faction specific. In other words, I'm, you know, I'm over there as Horde doing my job. So I can't imagine they would rob me of this option if I grounded, if I ground, grinded all that rep out and and wouldn't give me the thing. They have to give it to me. X, go and give it to me. Uh, we'll see how yeah. that goes. I don't know. We're, we're, we're short on details on that. But uh, anyway, here's a few uh, notes about that, and we'll get to the rest of 8.3 in a second. But these seem like significant ones. In Volpera, uh, in Volpera's case, uh, the following classes can be unlocked. Warrior, Hunter, Rogue, Priest, Shaman, Mage, Warlock, and Monk. Guy, uh, can you imagine a little stumpy Volpera doing all the Monk fist fighting? Yeah, dude. I mean, that might be, be the great. one I'd go with. Here's the thing, you know my I have you know this this forever hatred of the tiny races that I just don't want to play them. I don't hate them, but I don't want to play them. Uh, I really shouldn't be excited about either of these, but I also think they're kind of cool. So on both I sides, I love both of them yeah. a lot. Yeah, they're pretty neat. I just don't like the little shrimpy dudes in any video game, so I'm not really that guy. But I will probably, I think I'm already if I'm not already. Um, Exalted with the Voldunai, I will be soon. So I may as well just get that guy. I don't know if I'll play much, though. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, anyway, here are his, uh, the Volpera uh, uh, racials. We got a bunch of stuff for that. We got bag of tricks. You pull your chosen trick from the bag and use it on a target enemy uh, or ally. 1.5 minute cooldown. Rummage your bag. Change your own chosen trick. Now, let's see. Now, where did I put that? Five second cast time. Five minute cooldown. You can make camp. I uh, can only use it outdoors. I assume you can cook there and all that stuff. 
Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Return to camp. You can return to your camp. 10 second cast. One hour cooldowns. Basically another uh, another Hearthstone, which is cool. Uh, you can fire. You're fire resistant. Reduces fire damage taken by 1%. Ooh. Ooh, man. <laughs> They're really generous. Hack my Vulpira into classic Molten Core. Yeah. Get in there. Do Firelands again. Oh, man. Uh, nose for trouble. When you first take damage from an enemy, reduce that damage by 5% of your maximum health. Again, these are kind of throwaway, but they're fine. Volpera Survival Kit is the final one. You have a chance to find an additional satchel of goods when you kill a humanoid. That's cool. Yeah. They're little rummagers, those guys. Mechanome Racials. Uh, first of all, the, uh, they also have a list of who they can be. Warrior, Hunter, Rogue, Priest, Mage, Warlock, Monk. You'll notice that they cannot be Paladin. Neither can Volpera. And neither group can be, hold on, what are we missing over there? Oh, uh, neither group can be a, uh, what do you call it? Um, no Death Knights, no Demon Hunters, that shouldn't come as a surprise. Right, but what's the one I'm thinking of? Uh, the freaking, uh, they can be all the stuff there. Love the druids? nature. Druid, that's what druids? I meant to say, it was yeah, Druid. that shouldn't be a surprise either. No Druids. Yeah, there although, Volpira, Volpira would be cool Druids. I would agree. I, well, dude, me- could you imagine like turning into a giant fox cat? Oh, dude. <laughs> I mean, what a cool design. That looked like something straight out of Last Airbender. I'd be into that. Is this, oh, see, this is a great question. Will you turn, if you, well, no, because they're not going to let them be that. But if they did, would they be a full-size bear or would they be a tiny bear? You know? Like, I wonder about that. I'd be really okay with either. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's a, that's cool. As far as their yeah, racial. Like uh, I, I, would, I would be down for a paladin mechanome. I'd like to go to bat for Paladin Mechanome because they're so gold already. I sure. just want them running around yelling about the light and stuff. Well, I'm pretty sure these guys are one short. Hold on a second. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight classes for Volpera. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven for Mechanome. I can't tell which one they don't Mechanomes share. cannot be shamans. Volpera can. Oh, there you go. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, Mechanomes yeah. being shaman doesn't make a lot of sense. Take that, you alliance bastards. Uh, their racials are these combat analysis. You gather and analyze combat data every five seconds, increasing your primary stat by 50 at level 120. This stacks up to eight times. The data decays while out of combat. I love this racial. It's pretty good. Yeah, that one's a good one. Uh, hyper organic light originator. You summon organic light duplicates to distract your foes. Three minute cooldowns, basically like a mage's, uh, what's that called? The mages call that mirror image or whatever. The mirror image. <laughs> or is mirror image from uh, Diablo? Well, anyway, yeah, you know the thing. It's, it's mirror image. Yeah, it's where mages or wizards or whoever they make it little, they make copies of themselves and distract everybody. Uh, skeleton pinky allows opening of locks and chests and doors and requires a skill level up to 600. So that's a thing. Just be picking locks mm-hmm. with your finger. Uh, Mastercraft, you function as a personal blacksmithing anvil, cooking fire, and mining forage. In addition, your limbs uh, include every profession tool. That is so cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Damn it. I want a mechanome, but I don't want to grind mechagon. No, you don't. You hate it there. I don't love it, Scott. Mm. You know, I've I've said this before. I've come around on on uh, the other one. What's it called? Agitar. Agitar, yeah. It's okay. Once you get the hang of where you're going, it's no big deal. It's fine. Beautiful so pretty <laughs> it is pretty and it is it's okay uh if i ever get another one of those like let's make it so the little lines don't cross 
Quest. Do you know the one I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about because you were complaining about it on Twitter the oh, other day. I was so annoyed because it got me stuck in the, or it got stuck in the, um, in the geometry. So I couldn't see the, the nodules to like click them and move them. I was pissed. <laughs> I was so irritated. I know I can just get yeah, out of it bad. again. That's a problem. That's a, a bad bug. Fix that. After you fix your uh, international incident. Okay, next up. Oh, rearm. When you fall below 20% health, 20% health, heal for 20% of your maximum health. This effect cannot occur more than once every 1.5 minutes. That's a pretty strong uh, thing to have as a racial. Uh, I'm just going to go out, come out and say it. Mechanomes have baller racials. Yeah. These are great. I agree. I think it, all of the damage slash health survivability stuff happening on the Vilpura side sucks. It's not good. Uh so I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Now I'm starting to wonder if I maybe I need to don't go grind that out. The bag of tricks and like making camp and that stuff, that's pretty cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, but like on the back half of the racials, not the most exciting thing in the world. Kind of wish also there was another way to grind rep and mecha gone. You know? Like I wish that. I could get a tabard and then go straight back to the dungeon so I never had to go back there again. <laughs> You're not wrong. I would totally do that. I miss dungeon grinding for rep. Yeah. I miss it. That's no good. Um, All right. Classic updates. Those are also coming before we get to 8.3 meat here. Dire Maul is coming to World of Warcraft Classic on October 15th or 16th, it says, slash. Uh, What is today? The 11th. So you got like four or five days before that happens. Uh, The honor system and world bosses are also coming in phase two, not on the 15th or 16th. Those are coming in phase two. But this is part of the uh, this big 8.3 kind of bombshell. uh, uh, a video with um with Ian Hesekostas. Yep. He was he was like, hey, because he, he started with a classic update. He, he got into six point or uh, eight point three afterwards, but he started talking about classic, saying, hey, you know, we were gonna roll this all out together, but then we decided, ah, why not? We're giving you to Dire Mall as soon as possible. Yeah, which is cool. And then they will the other phase will happen before the end of twenty nineteen. They he confirmed as well. Uh, which is nuts. That's all happening faster than anyone thought it was. So uh, classic folks. Then I'd like to imagine that Ian went back to his office, pulled up the news, and threw his arms up and said, What the hell, Blizzard Corporate? We just did an amazing announcement and you ruined all of it. There was so much positivity that day on Twitter and on social media. It was like, Man, I, I really basked in the 10 hours of positive Blizzard press. I did I really too. Did. It I did was too. wonderful. It was like a warm bath. And then that happened. <laughs> I had candles. Oh. I was listening to Enya. Yeah. I was mine was yacht rock. It was selections of like uh, Asia and um, <laughs> repeated listings of Africa. I, I love listening to that. Anyway, that's not true at all. I made all that up. Let's talk about uh, eight point three, and this is all talked about in that uh, that video. It's called Visions of Nazoth, and it features a bunch of new stuff, including uh, a, our first real interaction with a with an old god, like for real. Um, there there's been, no, yeah, there's no. This, this is not a hamstrung old god at all. Uh, right. This is not just the eye. This is not uh, This is not an imprisoned old god. This is not the like shitty heart remains stolen by an angry uh, Hitler orc. Right. This, is a, this is a fully armed and operational old god. Yep. No more whispers of Nazoth. This is the full-on tentacles of Nazoth. <laughs> uh, so who knows? But anyway, uh, if, there's one of the new features called Assaults. When active, a zone will be overcome with Nazoth's forces. There will also be treasures and puzzles, basically invasions again. 
Uh, the team took everything they learned from previous assault features and uh, other things, and they put it into this. They said, or he said, Oldham will also come under regular assault by minions of Nazoth. So if you want to go hang out in Oldham, which I do, I like it there. Uh, that's going to happen a lot. The Veil of Eternal Aws- uh, Awesomes <laughs> Blossoms corrupted again. But it is the Veil of Eternal Awesomes because it's returning to its previous beautiful state. Yeah, it's it's uh, they've repaired that shit, but now Nazoth is assaulting it. <laughs> so it's kind of a bummer. It's a little like uh, you live in Florida. You just built a beautiful coastal home. Hurricane comes, wipes it out. You really build it up. Five years later, it's beautiful. Everything's done. You're all good. And then a kraken emerges from the ocean and just... Yeah, and just sucks it in again. Yep. Uh, uh, it I'm, was confirmed by uh, Ian, though, that uh, after we're done with the events of Vision of Nassoth, that the Veil of Eternal Blossoms will stay in its repaired state. Nice. They deserve it. And I'm happy to go back there. I like it there. I cannot wait yep. to return to Pandaria. Yep. So that's cool. Well, I, I guess I could go right now, but I cannot wait to have a reason to yes. return to Pandaria. Yeah, that's a good point. Because right now there really is no reason, unless you want to go transmog some raid runs or something, But which I did not long ago. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's pretty good. All right. Other new feature includes horrific visions, which isn't just, you know, my dreams. <laughs> I have a lot of horrific visions in my dreams. One to five, one to five player content centered around Orgrimmar and Stormwind. So you're going to be around your big cities that show us an alternate reality. What might come to pass if we don't succeed? So there's that. When you first enter a horrific vision, you aren't going to make it very far. Your mind will succumb to Nazoth's relentless assault. So that's cool. How do you feel about Eldritch Horror? I mean, look, I like, I like a big tentacle-faced uh, mind flayer as much as the next guy. But I'm not real big. Uh, you know, the truth is I'm not actually not real big on the old God stuff anyway. It's not really my oh, jam. I didn't know that. I love the old God stuff. I think it's okay. It's just not my favorite thing. I like the, I like what this, I liked what BFA was promising in the beginning, which was a return to just good old fashioned on the ground fight. Let's go. Azeroth needs fighting for let's go you know horde orcs and humans don't get along right I'm more that guy I'm less about oh the freaking it's opened up a nightmare we're in the nightmare now like I don't know that stuff's a little too weird for me it's fine it's just not how do you feel about going to orc space uh orc space is also weird um I was willing to forgive things like outland because (laughs) I don't know. I just was able to forgive it. Okay. I just didn't think about it. I didn't think this, I didn't think about this being in some other planet. I don't think about the big ship that the space goats fly. I don't think about that thing. It's too weird for me. Not too weird. It just doesn't match my idea of what I want my fantasy to be. It's too much tech in there. I also don't like a lot of the mecha stuff, although I like these mecha gnomes, but I'm not a big fan of like walking into uh, old war and going, all right, turn the computer on. Like I, that stuff rubs me wrong. Oh, man, I love all of it so much. I don't hate it, mind you, okay? I don't hate it. It's just not my favorite thing. I like things that are just like sword and axe. Magic's fine. You know, <laughs> I'm, if I'll freeze you with my, my freaking snow ray. That's cool. Those, that, <laughs> those are all great. But when you're like, get on my motorcycle and we're going to drive over to the computer installation. Eh, I don't know. Uh, says Scott with his motorcycle. Yeah, that's that's about it. All right. Uh, it says this: when you first enter a heroic, uh, heroic, horrific vision, 
You aren't going to make it very far. Your mind will succumb to his relentless assault. You begin to experience cosmetic and serious mechanical hindrances as your sanity is drained. You'll retreat, taking with you the things that you learned along the way. You'll be working with Rathion to create a legendary cloak. So here's your big legendary uh, cloak quest. Initially, it will provide some shield against Nazoth's attacks. Uh, the cloaks will allow you to venture forth into the visions, earning more rewards and unlocking more of the mystery behind his power. And the cloak will also come in handy when you face off against Nazoth further down the road. It is confirmed, by the way, that he will be the 12th of, of the raid bosses in the new raid called Black Empire, or I guess it's called, sorry, N uh, Nyothala the Waking City is the full name. But it's in the, uh, in the splendor of the Black Empire, a 12-boss raid, and Nazoth is the final boss, so we know that. Uh, let's see. You'll bring fragments out of the vision to show Magni to research, giving you new tools for the battle. Titanic research will help you, uh, sorry, help you in future visits to the visions. I mean, these sound a lot like, uh, actually, I don't know what to compare these to. They're not really dungeons. They're like, um, what are they like? We don't really, maybe that's why they're exciting, because we don't really know. These are new. Well, the fact that you kind of redo it and do a little better every time, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the, oh, in Legion. Mm -hmm. Why can't I think of the name? The You would go on the solo quest with the Withered. Oh, uh, right. I forgot the name of all that, where you do all the ley lines and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, there was that. It's kind of a mix. It reminds me of like a bit of a mix between that and the Mage Tower in Legion. Uh, but you can... It can scale for one to five players in this case. Well, he said in this video that ever since Mage Tower, speaking of which, the team has been looking for a solo progression experience that provides challenge. So I'm looking forward to that. Perhaps some classic folks who have been having plenty of challenge are, are happy to hear that as well. Uh, let's see. You can do this entirely solo or bring friends with you. The experience will scale from one to five players regardless of your role. So you can do it with friends or do it alone. Um, and then I talked about, have you, have you looked at, at Nihilatha? Uh, like, no, I uh, saw some, some a couple screenshots, nothing. It looks so good. Yeah. It looks, it looks cool. Did I, you, uh, do you have the, the Chronicle book? Uh, yes, I do. I do upstairs somewhere. Yeah, Cause there's like, there's a piece of artwork in there of, of Nihilatha and they have basically recreated it. Wow. For this raid. Like it's, they, it's so good. Scott. Don't you love it when they adhere to the concept art that well? I love that when they do that. I do too. Yeah. Big fan. Really, really geeks me out. Big, big fan. All right. Now we'll talk about the rest of that. New levels for the heart of Azeroth. Makes sense. Bringing passive benefits and new essence slots or slot rather. Uh, the new essence slot can be filled with new essences from patch 8.3 content. Assaults on the Titan uh, facilities could affect Titan forging with a new system. that is a lot more, uh, a little bit more twisted and corrupt. It says here, new heritage armor for goblins and worgans. So you've been waiting for that. Have there you seen go. these? Yeah, Have you seen them? They're pretty great. Morgan finally get top hats. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> the day has come, Scott. <laughs> it's a solid look. We've waited a long day for this day, and it is here. I mean, if I'm honest, uh, how do I say this? I w if I had a Morgan, I don't know if I'd wear that top hat very often. Okay? It's fine, but it's a little too on the nose of like... I would keep <laughs> another hat transmogrified into the top hat in my bag at all times. So you would only always wear the top, the top hat out of combat. Okay. Out of, that is you got, you need it. You need it. you in town. Yeah. Wear a top hat. Yeah. That's You're true. not currently murdering someone and mauling them to death and going for the jugular. Why aren't you wearing a top hat? Why aren't you a fancy dog? It's a pretty fancy dog for sure. You but can also 
don't forget go into human form so you can look like a like the british as hell oh yeah turn, <laughs> turn, turn of the century freaking uh industrial age looking british dudes that's cool um also the new models look great so congratulations morgans you guys got a really good deal going here uh auction house redesign oh my gosh how many since the beginning we really haven't had that uh they uh, yeah it's kind of crazy it yeah. um it just looks so 21st century yep. as opposed to so 2004 yep it's crazy more performance they say but be faster no single stacks a uh, bunch of other stuff so keep your eye on that people can now purchase portions of a stack for example you can also favorite items, creating a shopping list for yourself. And uh, you don't have to undercut anymore. Auctions are posted later at the same price point that they were first sold at, blah, blah, blah. All sounds good. Good changes. Uh, combine that with your favorite auction add-on. I'm sure that's just going to get better and better this year. All right. A new heroic Darkshore Warfront or a heroic version of Darkshore. That's fine. I hate Warfronts so bad. I hate them. <laughs> You know, I was they're talking about there's not, not a lot in these games I hate. I really hate They're not Warfronts. my favorite thing. I'll take, you know what? I would take a day of me and friends, that's the important thing, me and friends running islands than I would one trip through a warfront. I hate them that bad. I'll take I don't that much. Because islands, at least I'm just kind of killing shit and it's no big they're deal. They're cool the first time. I like warfronts the first time and I, I think it's fine that they're there. They're, they're I, I don't mind them as a catch-up mechanic, you know, as an alternative to just running dungeons. I'm okay with it. All right. I'm going to allow it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I, I'm not passionate about it. I'm just in I either direction. I don't passionately love them. and I don't passionately hate this thing. Well, uh, if you're a mythic dungeon runner, good news, new mythic keystone affix, uh, corrupted black empire obelisks. You can now interact with these pulls you into an alternate world, defeat the Lieutenant and return to what, uh, to reality, wherever you're standing when you, uh, when he's defeated, this allows you to do some interesting skips. He says, if you don't take care of the obelisks, the minions will come find you at the final boss of the dungeon. Yeah, so they're they're incentivizing you to kill the lieutenants. Um, this seems really cool. Yeah, I like that's this mechanic. A neat, that's a really cool idea for mythic mythic folk. I think that's great. Uh, so that's anything that lets you kind of change up how you progress through a dungeon, especially this late in the game. Mm -hmm. uh, I I think it's a I think it's a smart idea. Obviously, we'll see how it plays out in practice, but uh, on paper, this really excites me. True, not, true enough. All right, we got one small note here I want to mention. There have been some expansion rumors floating around, mostly due to some data mining of current content. There is a lot of stuff happening that leads us to believe in dis, uh, that there is some heavy-duty Lich King slash Death Knight something business going on in the form of some skins, some audio content, some other stuff they found. I don't think we should go into too much detail because it would be fun to actually be surprised at BlizzCon as to what the new expansion will be. But how do you feel? I put this in here because I wanted to ask you as a as a diehard fan of all things Arthas and uh, Lich King era. How do you feel about the idea of returning to some of that? Do you think Bolvar is in our future? I think he is, but I, I really don't think he's going to be around that much longer. Mm. If, if if we're coming back and dealing with him, I think I think he's getting uh, seceded by who? Sylvanas? And it's pretty high on my list. Yeah. OK. All right. But, yeah, but, but uh, if, hey, if Sylvanas has lost a Forsaken, which it sure looks like we're going down that road, she's going to need a new undead army. Yeah, I think that uh, this is funny because this this data mining kind of flies in the face of the previous 
leaks that we thought we were getting. Like they had that internal photo of a logo and a name and Shadowland stuff and all that. Like it, it, it didn't, it seemed like that they were going a different direction with a new expansion than this sounds like. So to be honest, I don't know what to believe anymore. And that's probably good. I don't want to be, I don't want to be spoiled. I want to find out when they tell us. It is also worth, you know, kind of pointing out like they are happy to plant seeds years in advance. This might be laying the groundwork for two expansions from now or something of that nature. That's true. I mean, Legion was teased in Pandaria, for example. Right. Do you think? Mm. No, I don't want to get into that. I was going to, my question was going to lead back to the current controversy and I'm done talking about that. (laughs) So I'm not going to do it. Hey, if you like our show, I know you do, and you're thinking, man, this is a great place to talk about that controversy as well as other Blizzard things, certainly World of Warcraft, then think about supporting us over at theinstance.net. There's a big button there, and you can click it. And every month you get cool artwork and uh, rad stuff in the mail if you're uh, deciding to do it at that level. Uh, Last month, I think, or let's see, July, we sent out the um, uh, Vicryl. I did a Vic, not Vicryl, but how do they say it? Vicryl. 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 I was like, I was like, I mean, you're Vicryl. basically saying it right. I like Vicryl. Sounds better. Anyway, uh, with uh, an uh, art that is original as well. Uh, and that's for me. Also, Garrett did the card back, which is so good. I freaking love it. And uh, if you're like, well, I only want to do one of the lower tiered things with just digital stuff. We have those too. Lots of options. Go check it out. It's the uh, way we keep the show afloat. That's at the instance.net and click on that big fat button that says support us. All right. Why, it's the town crier. <laughs> All right, time for town crier. <laughs> you can't see this, but Garrett is uh, miming playing a uh, violin. That was impressive. Nice work. When you I, were, I aim to please. When you were like a junior high kid or whatever, did, did you do any kind of band stuff? Was that a thing? Uh, yeah, I was in a lot of garage bands. Oh, sweet. That's cooler than I thought. I thought you were going to say like, oh, yeah, I played flute for this school thing. No, 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 no. Yeah, I was in a lot of a lot of a uh, lot of garage like pop punk bands. I did a lot of like uh, Blink and Green Day covers. Yeah, that's cool. What happened to those guys? They all move on to something else. Uh, my drummer stole my half stack and I never talked to them again. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's so much better than I thought I was going to get out of you on this. I really just thought, oh, yeah, my mom made me do band, trombone dude. or something. But no, yeah. it's a storied tale that perhaps uh, one yeah, day we'll you hear. ever want to sit down and, and I can regale you with tales of going out to, into the middle of the country in the backwoods, Florida, and building a stage out of cinder blocks and, and plywood and having hundreds of high school kids show up to that, listen to shitty bands play that, covers. That sounds awesome to me. I like everything about that. Hey, we got an email here in town crier. This came to us at the instance at gmail.com. From a listener named Gary. He has a couple of characters uh, on Pagel, a level 37. This is classic Pagel, by the way. Well, there is no regular Pagel, right? Pagel's just a new classic server. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Correct. Uh, Marcus, 30, level 37 gnome mage on the Pagel Alliance side, and uh, Sucrum, level 33 human priest on Pagel. Jeez! The busy boy! You got two characters rolling like that. That's insane. All right, anyway, he says this longtime listener, and I love the show. Uh, the talk about factions disappearing in a future update or expansion got me thinking after watching the Magora, or sorry, the Macgora cinematic. Uh, since it appears that Sylvanas is going to be around, would Blizzard implement a third faction, perhaps the undead? Blizzard could remove the race slash faction combo, which was mentioned during one of your shows, and let any race be any faction, including the undead. Imagine seeing gnome, dwarf, torn, etc. Undead characters running around. 
Since I have dropped retail to play classic, I doubt I will see it, but I thought it might be an interesting concept, says Gary. Uh, There's no reason you couldn't see it. You can still go play it. It's part of your subscription. But also, I love this idea. I love the idea of a raggedy old Torin with his bones hanging out and his eyes all yellowed out and jaw hinged wrong and just looking all undead as shit. That's a great idea. This is the, the biggest miss of Allied Races for me. Is I was As soon as they announced it, I'm like, sweet, we're finally going to get undead models for all of the races. Yep. We haven't gotten one, not nope. a single new undead race. Nope, and that's a bummer. So this is a great uh, line to do that. Also, I just hope in general they do something in that regard. Because I remember when I heard about Allied Races, I had similar feelings. I was like, oh, they're going to... They're really going to mix this up, but it was more like, no, just some of these NPCs you work with, it turns out you can be them or you can be their people eventually if you want to. I still, I still think it's rad as hell. I love the allied races. Right. Um, but uh, to the, to the idea of a third faction, that that's the craziest idea floated in here in my mind. I don't, I don't think that'll ever happen. I don't like, how do you, <laughs> how do you balance that? How do you do, what are we doing for PVP all of a sudden? Yeah. There's a, there are so many questions tied to dropping factions or adding factions. There's so much. So much to that. I, I, I just don't know. Maybe there's a way. I still think it's weird they put in that indicator showing if you're a Horde or Alliance next to your orc. You're standing there as an orc. I know what I am. I'm absolutely Horde. I don't need a Horde symbol. Because they're going to let you They're gonna let you defect. They're going to let you do it. All right. Well, that I'm into as a concept, and it doesn't break all that other stuff you were talking about. PvP exists in that scenario. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, congratulations, by the way, on your level 30-plus uh, characters there, Gary. And thank you for your email. The instance at gmail.com is the email address. Send your email, emails frequently. We'll read them on the show. And if you got a lot of feedback about the stuff we talked about at the top of the show, happy to field those questions as well. Um, I'm actually very anxious to do that. I want to hear what you guys say. Uh, we have a really cool community and have had for a very long time here in the instance. And I just, I don't know, just want to hear from you instead of just the loud wall that is the internet. Um, let's get let's get down to it. I think that'd be fun. Garrett, before we go today, uh, Remind people where they can get more shows where you've also talked about about Blizzard's misstep in China. It's been my week, basically. <laughs> uh, you can go to amove.tv. That's A-M-O-V-E.tv for Hearthstone. You should check out The Angry Chicken for Heroes of the Storm. You should listen to Into the Nexus. They're literally everywhere podcasts can be found, so you should just go and subscribe, except for Stitcher mm. uh, because they suck. I hate them. Yeah, they're the worst. Don't go <laughs> they there. They are the absolute pits. Yep. Uh, but we are on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, all those places, so go subscribe. Yeah. And uh, also, uh, new episodes of Let's Talk About Star Wars with uh, Tom Merritt, Jenny Josephson, oh, and myself. That's fantastic. Yeah, we got so, uh, you got a lot of stuff coming Star Wars-wise uh, down the pipe here at the end of the year. Yeah, so, man. Uh, that new park in uh, Florida is dope. I really enjoy it. Yeah. And we may finally get more than one ride very soon. Yep. You got that TV service coming with The Mandalorian. You got... Uh, oh, dude, it looks so good. Movie on the way. You got all kinds of shit. So get your Star Wars on, yo. Over there at amove.tv. Uh, World where one fiction I love is making me question things. Another fiction I love is about to release just a bunch of awesome stuff that I can't wait to consume. Yeah. Hopefully there are no controversies that sour our approach. We'll see. <laughs> That's a negative way to look at it. You know what? Star Wars is good. We're all good, Star Wars. Come on in. Everything's fine. You're all good. All right. Uh, that's going to do it. Oh, uh, quick reminder. So uh, I did a show for years called The Diablo Show, which is obviously about Diablo. I recently updated that feed with a new file that basically said, look, if we think is happening, what is happening at BlizzCon, if we think there really is a Diablo 4 announcement, I am kicking that thing off again. 
And I think that's still my plan. So go over and check it out if you want to subscribe early and be ready for it. I'm going to have some early Q&A before BlizzCon. Once BlizzCon hits, we'll have a lot more to talk about. Uh, and who knows? You know, all of this controversy may have some effect on that as well. But uh, do check it out. It's over at frogpants.com slash Diablo. Uh, you can find all the Frog, Frog, uh, Frog Pants podcasts over there at frogpants.com. Uh, there's bound to be something you'll like. All right. I think that's everything. Thank you all for being here. Theinstance.net is our website, at Instance Show on Twitter. Find Garrett at Garrett Art. I'm at Scott Johnson. Patrick should be back next week, and he's at Not Patrick. You can find more shows like this at frogpants.com. It's going to do it for us. We'll see you next time. Bye. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.